Hey, Rock Church. It's Trish Tevis, and we are at Toys for Joy. It is the event that we have been waiting for. We're at Lincoln High, but there are actually multiple locations for Toys for Joy. We're going to check out some of those locations, and we're going to just see what this is all about. in the toy room, right? That's cool. That's a cool honor. I want a big fat teddy bear. You want a big fat teddy bear? Okay, like how big are we talking? Bigger than you. Bigger than me? That's really big. <laughs> okay, so how long have you guys been waiting? Amen, amen, amen. Let's give the Lord a big hand. Amen. Amen, amen. Yesterday was awesome. Yesterday was awesome. Wasn't it awesome? Amen. Before I, I, before I get into that, because I want to spend a few minutes talking about that. Uh, what's up, all campuses, City Heights, North County, East County, Santa Cedro, what's happening online? Let's give those people up there a big hand. God bless y'all. God bless you. Next year, I'm going to give you a hint, a little preview of next year. We are going to challenge you, all of you. Say all of you. We just did a, a series called All In. We're going to challenge all of you next year to get one person. Just one, say one person. That, that you would basically disciple them. You would invite them to church. 
lead them through our, uh, our uh, Save, Equip, Send process. We're going to explain to you the first Sunday of January. It is very simple, muy facil. And we're going to talk about uh, discipling, not necessarily being a scholar over them, teaching them everything. Uh, we're going to make it so simple. And all I want you to do is think about right now is the one person. We'll explain to you how, and believe me, you can do it. It's the one person. Everybody say one person. How many know one person, one person, you say, you know, they need to, be, they need to come to the Lord. They need to be involved in, in walking with Jesus. Amen. Raise your hand real high, real high. Very good. Let, let's try one more time. How many of you know five people that you can pick one to get that one person? Okay. Okay. Very good. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to start thinking now and praying for that person. Praying for that person. And practice by inviting them to Christmas Eve. Muy facile. Everybody comes to church on Christmas Eve. Okay. Amen. <laughs> it increases. I, I was inviting all the, the people from yesterday, the reporters, hey, come to church. I, well, hey, come to church. Come to Christmas Eve. Invite them. Amen. Amen. Let's talk about yesterday. Yesterday was awesome. I want to read some stats to you. Let's give all the people a hand from yesterday. Toys for Joy was awesome. Awesome. Okay. So, you know, I, I can't, I don't want to say anybody's name because if I say one person's name and then they say, well, I didn't say my name, but, but we have some awesome people. So I'm going to name groups of people. First, I want to name the video team that did that video last night. Yes, that came out today. Amen. Let's give them a big hand. They filmed it yesterday, edited it, came out last night, and uh, um, it was just wonderful. Uh, we had a gospel stage. All the people who had the, every site had a gospel stage. When the people came in, they heard the gospel. I think we had about 30 people sharing the gospel all throughout the day. And over uh, 3,000 people got saved yesterday. Let's go all to Amen. 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 3,000 people got saved. Okay, that, that's that right there. And end of story. Okay, we had a prayer and encouragement area. A bunch of volunteers uh, gave prayer and encouragement to the people who got saved. After that, they, after they got saved, they went into the prayer and encouragement line. Uh, those were a bunch of volunteers loving on those people. Then the toy room, toy room all, every campus had a toy room. All the volunteers in the toy room giving toys away. And let's give a hand to all those people. Amen, amen. God bless you. We had... A toy sorting process. Over 20,000 toys we collected. And over the last six weeks, every week, they met to sort the toys. You know, we had to collect them, sort them. So let's give all those people a big hand. Amen. 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 We're going to clap a lot. Are you all ready to clap a lot? Amen. The family field, after you got saved and you went to the toy room, you went to the family field. And in the family field, they had um, Mr. and Mrs. Santa Claus. We had a black Santa Claus and a white Santa Claus. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully that's not stumbling some of y'all. Santa Claus ain't black. There ain't no such thing as Santa Claus. So just work out, work it out, work it out. <laughs> I'm wondering some little white kid when it went, Mommy, I don't understand. I don't understand. <laughs> they had a little, little extra son of North Pole this year. There's a little brother got a tan. Anyway. <laughs> My Santa was a five foot nine black Jamaican. That's all I know. My dad was one of Santa Claus. Uh, I ain't no white man coming to my house. I just didn't have it. I really didn't have it. Uh, so on the family field, they had Santa Claus, Mr. and Mrs. Santa Claus. He, he has white. We had a food court on the family field. We had uh, uh, face painting. We had haircuts. We had manis, no petties. We had uh, a, a photo booth, prayer for healing and prayer for anything. That was on the family stage and a bunch of uh, activities for the kids, 
clothing. We had groceries. Everybody got a bag of groceries. So we bagged up thou- I mean, 15, thou- uh, let me see, 20-something thousand bags of groceries and gave those away to whoever came through the thing. We had a hospitality tent, got a hospitality, hospitality group guiding the people all through the whole process. We had people in safety, providing safety. We had people providing parking, directions for parking. We had people taking the donors and the, and the sponsors around. Uh, and then the last one I'm going to save for last. Oh, we have uh, outreach ministries and logistic people, sign in volunteer people. Let's give all those people a big hand. Amen. Amen. Yes. Yes. Lady from Mir Mesa got her four children up, three children up before, or actually four children up before sunrise to come all the way down to Lincoln High School. Five years ago, her, the father of three of the children were killed right by the high school um, on the street. And so holidays is a, is a very emotionally time, emotional time for them. They're financially challenged, and it was just a blessing for them to come down and get some toys. Uh, North County, two minutes before it started, Pastor uh, Jason was approached by the sheriffs, and they brought a young lady to her, him, because the young lady came there. The sheriffs were there just working and volunteering, I, I assume, and they said this girl wanted to talk to a pastor about getting saved. So she got saved. And, and, and by the way, amen. She was brought by a friend to volunteer, but she wanted God. She got saved, and then she volunteered and gave out uh, toys that day. Uh, a little girl, East County, was born uh, with a disability in her legs. She had, uh, she's had several operations, and now she can finally walk. And the doctor said, you need to get a bike to strengthen your legs. And they didn't have money to get a bike. They got a bike yesterday. Amen. 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 Awesome. <laughs> Noah, 3 o'clock in the morning, came with his disabled mom. And he wandered into the toy room at 4 a.m. and announced he was there to get a toy. They gave him a toy, put a toy aside for him, and him and his mom were the first ones in the toy room. And they, and they were honored by the team. They, the team honored them just for his perseverance for his mom. Uh, in the south, uh, we have one at Southwest High School. Um, so, uh, by the way, our San Ysidro campus, they are awesome. They have about 900 people on a Sunday. They had 900 volunteers yesterday. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Now, I know Pastor Travis is down there. No, no, we had 901. We had 901, but uh, I don't know how many. They had 900, 900 people sign up. A family from Guadalajara, Mexico, uh, recently arrived to the neighborhood right down the street from where they had the event. They have nothing. They knew no one. They were not planning to have a Christmas. They have Christmas now, and they met some neighbors, so they came and got toys, food, clothes, everything. One of the volunteers in the South brought a 13-year-old son to help to serve in the crafts area, which is on the family, family field. And they, had, they were making salvation braces for all the people who got saved. And the 13-year-old never shared a faith or, uh, his, his faith with anybody. And he shared his faith with three other kids, and they all got saved. Amen? Amen. Okay, y'all ready to clap some more? Okay, okay, very good. Uh, in East County, they had 500-something people, over 500 people get saved. Over 400 of those people got saved through an, uh, uh, someone translating into Arabic. Amen. And amen. Unbelievable. There's, there's a very large Chaldean population in East County, and they all got an Arabic Bible. Amen. Isn't that amazing? Um, you should see this. I don't know if y'all can y'all can y'all zoom? Can y'all zoom? Can y'all zoom? Mm. 
You're good right there. I don't know if it's this way or that way. I mean, for real, I, that, that's, how, that's how, like, it, and that's probably how our language looks to them. But, but dang, that's awesome. <laughs> that's amazing. Okay, um, last one. We have a special, every campus had a special needs room for special needs kids. Um, to avoid, to, for, they don't, to help them not have to go into the toy room where it was very chaotic. They had their own quiet room for them. And they all got an escort when they went into the room. And the escort would go and get toys for them and clothes and food for them so they didn't have to go into the hectic area because they had special needs. And if they wanted to go, they would take them individually, like an individual escort. Um, there was one lady who, uh, at Lincoln High School, she's 91, Alice. There's a picture. She made nine, handmade 90 toys. And we put those toys in the room with the special needs kids. So they were playing with them, and they were told, you can, you can keep all these toys as your toy if you want. And all those kids signed a card for her, and this is the card. Amen. That's awesome. That's awesome. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Everyone say awesome. That's awesome. Let's get on our knees and pray. That's awesome. It's awesome. Lord, that's awesome. We thank you that when you cut through all the details and all the people and all the toys and clothes, it's all about people's lives being changed. And we thank you for every one of those uh, 3,000-plus people who gave their life to you, 19,000, 20,000 people who came. We pray that they will give credit to Jesus for their Christmas. And they would pay it forward to express their love to somebody else. Thank you for your faithfulness. In Jesus' name, amen. Give someone a high five next to you and say, that was awesome. Can everybody say Merry Christmas? Can we, can we bring Merry Christmas back? Amen. Let's bring Merry Christmas back. Amen. If someone says to you Happy Holidays, just smile and say, hey, Merry Christmas. And here's what, because I, I do it all the time, and here's what the people go, it's almost like they go, oh, yeah, huh. And they go, yeah, Merry Christmas. You, you have permission to say Merry Christmas. Can you say Merry Christmas? Very good, very good, very good. Let's turn. Let's see your Bibles on three. Let's see your Bibles on three. One, two, three. Word. Let's turn to Mark chapter five. Mark chapter five. Mark chapter five. Matthew, Mark, New Testament. Matthew, Mark, second book. Say amen if you are done with your shopping for Christmas. Wow. Say amen if you have not started. <laughs> Say amen if you have no intention to start. <laughs> My kind of people. <laughs> Just bless you, brother. Bless you, bless you, bless you. I define worship as a response of respect when the nature of something or someone is revealed. Everybody say response of respect. I was in the Philippines uh, 15, 20 years ago for an event, 
And I, well, actually it was probably 20-something years ago. And I got to travel around with the youth group because I was a youth pastor at the time. And I watched this girl, she was probably 20 years old, worship God in her worship team in the Philippines. I never forgot her. And the whole time I was there watching her worship, day after day after day that we were there, I was saying in my heart, I want to worship like that. That girl's somewhere else. She's not even here. She's so caught up in the presence of God, she was somewhere else. Worship is a response of respect. I wonder how many of you worship as good as the demons. <laughs> now, some of y'all, your theology is going to get messed up saying demons worship. He's you know, I want you to think, when I read your story, I wonder how many of you respond with the respect of Jesus that a demon has. Demons are going to hell. They're evil. They rejected Christ and all that kind of stuff. But how do they respond when they're in the presence of God? And I want to read a story to you about their response. And I want you to reflect on your response. And then I want you to ask yourself, if my response is not as reverent as their response, why? I can't tell you why. I can give you, give you theories. And that's not necessarily my message today. It's really to challenge you to ask you, do you worship and do you respond to the presence of God, to the name of God? to the word, a command of God, like demons. Demons are fallen angels. They were in heaven. They know exactly who Jesus is. They know exactly what he's going to do. They know his authority. They know he has ultimate authority over them and everything. And they respond to him when he's there. They do not blow him off. They do not blow him off. How many of you all know people who blow God off? Okay, so they don't do that. They don't do that. I'm not going to ask you, do you blow God off? I'm not going to ask you, do you, when we worship, kind of take it for whatever. I don't, I'm not going to ask you that. You have to decide that on your own, even though we, we know people do in this room, in churches. You kind of whatever, whatever, let's get to the message because I want to be entertained and get out of here. So I want, when, you, when we read the story, I just want you, to, I want, I want you to be challenged by the demons. And the only reason they respond the way they do is because they know who he is. And that he is worthy of how they respond. And then I want you to be challenged by how you respond. Okay, let's read the story. Chapter 5 of Mark. It says, they came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gadarenes. And when he had come out of the boat, immediately there met him. Out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit. We'll see later he had many spirits, demons in him. Who had his dwelling among the tombs and no one could bind him, not even with chains. Because he had been bound with shackles and chains. And the chains had been pulled apart by him, and the shackles broken in pieces. Neither could anyone tame him. And always night and day he was in the mountains, in the tombs, crying out, cutting himself with stones. So here this man has demons. He's full of demons. And the demons have control over him. He is cutting himself. He has no clothes on. We'll get to the end because he was naked. And other versions it also tells us that. And that he was cutting himself. He had supernatural strength that the demons gave him. Uh, he was living in the tombs. He was just destroying himself. The demons had complete control over this guy. And it says in verse 6, when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and worshipped him. Now, people <laughs> say, well, the demons don't worship God. Remember, if worship, I'm not saying they're in here saying, you are so awesome, we want to love you, da, da, da. I'm saying worship is a response of respect. Because you could be singing like this and not worshiping. You could be singing like this just to be singing like that. 
Or you could be singing like this. Hey, hey, you are the word of the. That, that ain't worship. That's just mumbling in church while everybody else is singing or mumbling. So worship is a response of respect. And this is what, look what the Bible says in verse 6. It says, when they saw him from afar, they ran and worshiped him. Let me read you another version. It says they ran and, let me, uh, let's keep going. It says, uh, look at number one of your notes. I'm sorry. Number one of your notes says, demons considered Jesus worthy of their worship. Mark 3, let me just read this to you. Mark 3 says the unclean spirits, when they saw him, fell down before him and worshipped him. They fell down. I want, to, I want you to just think about this. Here's what they do. The podium is Jesus. I'm the demon possessed. And by the way, I got thousands of demons in me. And the demons have control over me. And we're going to see later on that Jesus is going to have a conversation with the guy, but really he's going to be talking to the demons. They're going to have a conversation. And the demons see Jesus, and here's what they do. They don't go, what's up? Oh, yeah, that's Jesus. They run over, and they bow down to the ground. I don't know when was the last time you did that. I'm not expecting you to walk down the street, and all of a sudden you sense the presence of God and, and just bow on the ground. But I wonder when you are in the presence of God, how do you respond? In other words, you come to church and you, and you, and you say, we're going to worship. When we worship, it's not sing-along time, it's worship time. Two different things. I want to enter into the presence of God and I want to tell you, God, directly that I love you, I trust you, I honor you. How do you do that? Do you do that kind of whatever or do you do that for real? For real. That this guy didn't just casually acknowledge Christ, he fell on his face. Let me read another verse to you. In Mark chapter 3, it says they fell down and worshipped him. The Bible says in James chapter 2, it says the demons know there's a God and they shudder. Because <laughs> they know he has all authority in heaven and earth. They do not blow him off. Do you worship? How do you worship him? How fervently do you tell him you love him? Thank you. How fervently do you bow down, if not physically, how, physically how, how fervently do you bow down in your heart out of respect to him? And by the way, when you get up in the morning and you're by yourself, what's your prayer time like? Is it just, hey, yeah, God bless me today, whatever, whatever? Or is it God, 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 I, I can't do this today. I can't. I can't. This demon bowed out. Why? Because he knew. He knows who Jesus is. Look at number two in your notes. De demons acknowledge Jesus as God. <laughs> you have so many people today, and it's comical. Jesus is not God. The Bible's not true. God doesn't exist. Da, 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 da. And God's like, for reals? Who are you to tell me I don't exist? I mean, God must be like, what are you? The audacity. To redefine who God is and, the fact that, and, and write them off as not even there. The demon said, look, y'all can talk all that you want. And by the way, the demons will instigate you saying there's no God. They will never say that. They will instigate you. You don't need to worship. You don't need to lift your hands. You don't need to sing out. But they will never do that themselves. Why? Because they know for sure that he is God. Never once in the Bible does a demon-possessed person face God and not acknowledge who he is. And bow down before him. Never. They always do. Why? Because they know who he is. And isn't it ironic? They'll tell you to do one thing, and yet they will do something different. 
Look what it says in verse 7. It says, he cried out with a loud voice and said, what have I to do with you, Jesus, son of the most high? Oh, snap. <laughs> Luke chapter 4, verse 40. When the sun was setting, the people brought to Jesus all with various kinds of sicknesses, laying hands on each of them. He healed them. Moreover, demons came out of people. Demons came out of people shouting, You are the Son of God. You are the Son of God. <laughs> Declaring, We know who you are. They weren't going, they weren't talking trash. They were declaring you are the son of God. Mark chapter 1 verse 22. Jesus, then a man in the synagogue who was demon possessed by an evil spirit cried out, What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know you are the holy one of God. We know who you are. Why? Because they were angels in heaven. They used to worship him and they know who he is. They know he created them as angels. They know he rebe- they rebelled. They know he got thrown, they got thrown out of heaven. They know judgment's coming. So how do you worship God? And what reason and justification do you have not to worship God, at least as good as these demons? To have passion with who you, how you express your love to God. Get on your face. And it's only, it's only, and I don't say it's only for 100% of you because I don't know 100% of you, but for most people, we only do this when we're so desperate that we have a trial we can't handle. Dear God, help me. And God's like, that's all you want from me? Are you you on your knees because you want something or are you on your knees because you're honoring who I am all the time? Imagine you just get on your knees and say, God, I just want to honor you because who you are all the time. That's, that, if you could be on your knees every day and on your knees in your heart constantly throughout the day, your life will be very different. And the demon does this because they know who he is. They said, we, we, he, look what they said, we know who you are. And he says, I know you do. I know you do because I made you. And you know what's coming. Look what it says next in your notes. Next in your notes it says, demons know that judgment is coming, so should we. Oh, verse 7, it says, he cried out, the demon cried out with a loud voice and said, what have I to do with you, Jesus, son of the most high? I beg you by God that you do not torment me. Oh, they know judgment is coming. They know. And they said, please. Another verse says, don't judge us before our time. We know our time is coming. Uh, you, you may have heard people say, well, if God is so loving, why does he send people to hell? God wouldn't send people to hell. God sends people to hell because he's loving. Huh? Why? Why? I don't understand that. I had a friend I used to get high with. And when I got saved, we used to do a lot of bad things together before I got saved. When I got saved, I stopped hanging with him and stopped doing all the stuff we did. And I started inviting him to church. And he said to me back then, Without people like me who are doing what we used to do together, he still did it. He said, without people like me, you wouldn't have a job. (laughs) And I said to him, that's true, but you don't want to be that guy. And by the way, now he calls me pastor, which is very, I mean, he's, he just calls me pastor, which is is a blessing to hear him. He doesn't call me Miles. He calls me pastor. But he, he's, he's turning around his life. But the point is that if he says to God all his life, I don't want to have anything to do with you, 
If you say to God, I don't want to listen to your word. I don't want to do what you want. I don't want you in my life. Because God is loving, he will say to you when you die, okay. I'm not going to force you to come to heaven. I'm not going to force you to be in my presence. I'm not going to force you to receive my forgiveness. I'm not going to force you to receive my love. I'll let you go to a place where you never have to hear about me ever again. Unfortunately, that place is hell. Because if you ever go to a place where none of the love of God is, and none of the goodness of God, and the comfort of God, and the presence of God, because all good things come from God. If you remove all the good things of God, the only thing you have left is bad. Matter of fact, the, the, argument, for God's, the argument for God's existence is evil itself. You can only know evil because you, you know God, because you know good. And so when you say to you all your life, God, I don't want to have anything to do with you, when you die, God says, you know, because I'm loving, I'm not going to force myself on you, so I'm going to let you go to a place. Unfortunately, that is the same place, and the only other place there is is the place that I created for the devil and his demons because that's what they said. So I have to send you there. The demons are like, don't send us there yet. We know we're going. We know we messed up. Don't send us there yet. They're saying to Jesus right here, we know there's torment. They're acknowledging, acknowledging right here that there is a hell. And so God sent people like me with big mouths to tell you, please don't go there. That the Bible says all have sinned, that all are sinners, and the penalty is death. That death is separation from God. Eternal separation from God is hell. And if you acknowledge that there's a hell, and you acknowledge that unless your sin is forgiven, you will go to hell. And you say, Lord, I want you to forgive my sin. You know what? I acknowledge that you are Son of the Most High, and I know that I can't do anything to get my, rid of my sin on my own. Please forgive me. He'll say, sure. I want to give my life to you. Absolutely. That's, the lo- that's what the loving God does. But you have to do your part and ask him to be your Savior Surrender your life to him. And then there's some of y'all in church and services where you are saved. Your worship can't hold a candle to these demons. And then you write it off. Well, they're demons. I don't have to compare myself to them. Well, let's compare yourself to people who do this. Let's compare yourself to people who bow down. Absolutely. You need to be challenged by that. Because if if you knew Christ like they did, Hey, when I, was, when, I, when I first gave my life to the Lord, the Lord appeared to me in a room. I was 19 years old. I get this. I froze. It was a supernatural. God, you got the attention of every cell in my body. But if your attitude is lackadaisical, the more you know God and the closer you are to him, the more you are going to bow down to him with conviction. If your attitude is lackadaisical and you're like, whatever, you would be challenged to know how well do you know him. Because he is so, so worthy. So worthy. And so if you're like, eh, I would say, Lord, I want to know you like that. I want to want to worship you. I want to have a hunger to know you. Look what it says next in your notes. Number four, demons fear Jesus as Lord over the judgment, so should we. What did they say? He cried out with a loud voice, what have I to do with you, Jesus, Son of the God? Don't torment me. Please, don't torment me. 
Jesus is the Lord of the judgment. Oh, he's going to save some and he's going to judge some. The Bible says every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. That's exactly what's happening here. They are bowing their knee and confessing with their mouth. You are Lord. And lastly, it says, demons submit to his word. <laughs> what? What? Look what it says. Verse 8. He said, come out of the man, unclean spirit. And he said, what is your name? And he said, my name is Legion, for we are many. And he begged him earnestly that he would not send them out into the country. And a large herd of pigs were feeding on the mountains. And the demons begged, saying, send us into the swine that we may enter them. In other words, the demons are in this guy. He's on the ground saying, can we go into the pigs? Can we go into the pigs? And Jesus is saying, basically, they were asking permission. Imagine if you asked Jesus permission every day to do what you did, say what you said, think what you think, serve where you serve or not, and then you only did what he said to do. You know what that's called? Obedience. Look what it says. Verse 13, at once Jesus gave permission. Everyone say permission. Uh, Jesus, do we have permission to go over there? This is what the demons are saying. Do we have permission to go over there? Whenever Jesus cast demons out, he would say, be gone. Guess what? They always left. You deaf, dumb spirit, come out of him and enter him no more. Demons in a little, uh, little, little uh, boy that was demon-possessed. You deaf, dumb spirit, come out of him and enter him no more. Ah, demons left. They always obeyed him. Boom, boom, boom. They never said, we ain't going. They always left. Why? Because he has authority over heaven and earth. He has authority over every principality. Amen. It says that once that, that, that Jesus gave permission and the unclean spirits went out of him and entered the pigs. There were about 2,000. And the herd ran violently down the hill into a, deep, a steep place and drowned in the sea. So, so those who fed the swine and then told it in the city and in the country, and they went out to see what it was that happened. And they came Jesus to Jesus and saw the one who had been deemed possessed and had had the legion sitting, and he was clothed because he was naked before and in his right mind, and they were afraid. In other words, the guy was healed and people were scared. <laughs> it's amazing how God does something good in people's life and people want to turn it into something negative. What happened to him? The brothers got exercised. Oh, I don't know about that Jesus guy. He just healed him. Something's wrong. No, it's good. He brings life. The demon said, can we go out of the man into the pigs? And Jesus said, go. Imagine if every day you said, God, can I take that job? Yes or no? Can I date that girl? Yes or no? Can I say this gossip? Yes or no? Can I think this thought? Yes or no? Do you want me to do this? You want me to do this? You want me to do this? Yes or no? Imagine if you lived your life like that and only waited for God to say, permission granted, permission denied. Versus, I'm just going to do what I want to do. The demon said, we'll do what you say. <laughs> we'll do what you say. In a minute, we're going to pray. Some of you may be challenged. I need to. I need to surrender my life to that God because I don't want to be in a place of torment without that God in my life. We're going to give you an opportunity to give, ask Jesus to be your Savior. There's some of you in here, you're already saved. And you're just like, you know what? I want to be like that. Not like the demon. I want to worship with all my heart. I'm not going to let a demonic be more obedient and more submitted to me. I know it sounds kind of backwards, but it is what it is. That you know you need to worship him with more passion. 
submit to him with more passion. And we're just going to say one prayer. And we're going to ask you to give your life to him and submit your life to him. So I'm going to ask you all to bow your heads and close your eyes on all the campuses. And I just want you to listen very carefully. Lord, we don't want to try to copy demonics, but we do want to be challenged by obedience and submission and reverence. Lord, I pray we will be a people who get on our face before you. I pray we will be people who acknowledge you as son of the God, son of God, the most high. I pray we will be people who ask permission to do what we do instead of forgiveness. And Lord, there are people in all our campuses right now, City Heights, North County, East County, San Isidro, online, Coronado. They are challenged because when they see this demon-possessed man fall on his face, worship you, and cry out and acknowledge your, your deity, acknowledge your authority, acknowledge the judgment, that they are challenged to say, well, I need to be better than that. I need to worship better than that. If you would like to surrender more of yourself to him, if you would like to ask Christ to be your Savior, pray this prayer with me in the privacy of your heart. Pray, dear God, I surrender. I worship you. I honor you. I'm not happy with how I worship you. So I surrender that form of worship. And I want to be more committed to worshiping you. I'm not happy. I want to honor you in a way. I want to worship you in a way that you are worthy of. Forgive me of my sin. I surrender my life to you. As our eyes are closed and our heads are bowed, I, I want you to think here for a minute. You know who you are. This is a chance for you to say, you know what, I hear altar calls all the time. I've been here. I, I, I'm saved. And, and, and you know, I, I, I'm pretty good. But you know what? This is a time where I'm going to say, Lord, you deserve more. You deserve me to get out of my comfort zone. You deserve me to really give it up for you and not worry about what people are going to think for you, to take it to another level, to take another step of faith. So right now as you're sitting in your seat, I'm going to ask you to stand if you pray for that prayer. But I want you to think about your life. Right today, how, how fervently do you worship him? Do you honor him? And I'm going to challenge you to step out of your comfort zone today. And in a minute, we're going to stand. So if that's you today and you're saying, yes, I, I want to go to the next level right now. I'm going to ask you to stand on the count of three. Just think, get your legs ready, get your, your abs ready, your back ready to stand up. One, today, right now, today. Two, three. Just stand to your feet.
God bless you. 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 Say, Sandy. God bless you. 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 Stay standing. God bless you. We see you in the balcony. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Now we're going to ask all y'all who are standing to come down to the altar. If you're in the balcony, all you got to do is turn around and walk up, and the ushers will bring you down. If you're standing up, come on down to the altar, and let's give them hands. They come on down. Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you. Just face me. There we go. God bless you. Say hi to that brother right there. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. I got you, right? Okay. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. 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 God bless you. 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 Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you. I get you. Okay, okay. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Amen. God bless you. 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 Amen. 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 Here is my challenge. One, I want to congratulate all of you for having faith to come on down here and say I want more. I want to challenge all of y'all. Some of y'all here on fire for God. There's some of you here don't know God. There's some of you here like whatever. Let's go. God will give you what you ask. What I mean by that is if you want it, come get it. He has all the spiritual blessings in the heavenly places available to all of you. So if you want it, come get it. It will not come by just being lackadaisical. It's not going to come. We're getting ready to start a new year. Let's start the new year different. Let's do this year different. Let's say, God, I'm going to get it. I'm going to see miracles in my life. It is completely, completely, you have the responsibility for you. He's not going to make you do it. When I read that story, and I, 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 basically these demons are saying, listen, we know who he is, so we ain't going to tell you that. But we are so compelled to honor him in his presence, we can't help it. They couldn't help it. They weren't, hey, we, we like you. They, they just couldn't help it. They were like, oh, my gosh, it's him. That's how we need to be. Oh, my. But not out of fear, out of love. They do it out of fear. We do it out of love. But his authority is there. And so the question is, what do you want from God? You just want to play the, the religion thing and go through the motions? He, he ain't about that. I'm telling you, he ain't about that. He wants passion. And that's, that's fear, but at least our passion should trump that fear. Lord, I pray for all these people. I pray that, that you would bless them. 
And Lord, I pray that our passion for Jesus would make anyone looking fearful of him silly. That we would, we would worship him ten times more than anybody can do out of fear. Because we love you so much. We thank you so much. We owe everything to you. We know we do. And I pray you help us understand who you are so we can worship you better. I pray we would help us understand what you do in our life so we can worship you better. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Take a right turn and walk this way. Take a right turn and walk this way. Amen. Amen.